Hello and welcome to this week's Ocean State Sidelines podcast. My name is Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times One Soccer Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot Will Gagan, sports editor of the Independent. And uh, it's the heart of the champion. It's the heart of the state bragging rights this week. It's uh, the only game that anyone's talking about right now. PCRI Friday night at the Ryan Center. Friday night, seven o'clock tip off. ESPN two at the Ryan Center. Uh... It's always a it's always a fun game. It really is. Uh, you know, bragging rights on the line and a super intense atmosphere. The most intense atmosphere of any game will cover all year. Uh, and it's it's going to be a, a wild night. Friday night adds a little something too. Though I remember a few years ago when it was a Friday night game. That was a that was a wild game with the Ben Bentel tip in at the Ryan Center. Uh, so it should be a good one Friday night. I think, you know, disclaimer to begin with, Will and I cannot help you out with tickets. Yeah, that's uh, we very are, true. We are not politically color, uh, no. connected in the sense that we will be able to supply you with ducats. You best go on the secondary market if, and yes. be prepared to pay some extra money. I, yeah. I looked yesterday, Will, they're north of $300 really? for floor wow. seats at the wow. Ryan Center. Ooh. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, we can't help. We're going to get in ourselves, and that's about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, uh, we got to make sure our photographers are all set. Yep. All our I know there's, there's no room on press row either. I've heard that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be jam, jam-packed there. So, but uh, I guess we'll begin this podcast talking about the state of the two programs. And, you know, you look at URI, they come in with a 5-3 and three record, and they've beaten all the teams they should have and have lost to the teams that, you know, a little bit above their pecking order. You look at PC, they come in five and four. Kind of a disappointing trip out west to Anaheim uh, that was preceded by a home loss to Penn. So they're coming in a little bit down, I would say. But uh, I guess in some regards, Will, you throw the records out with these two teams, but we'll assess where they stand right now. I guess with the Friars, you're just kind of like looking where they are right now. You're kind of wondering where are you going to get game to game? I know that David Duke. He's done pretty well so far. You know what you're going to get with him. Alpha Diallo, the senior, yes, he struggled, but he's a first-team All-Big East preseason selection. You know what uh, you're going to get. After that, it's a total wild card with this group. Yeah, it just seems like they, they haven't haven't been able to put it all together, haven't fit the pieces together, right? They have the pieces. they got plenty of them. they got the depth. They've got talent. It just hasn't come together yet. I mean, this is a team, I think, you know, one of the last times we talked about uh, college hoops on the podcast, they were coming off a 106-60 win in the season over, 106 points. Hard to imagine them scoring 106 points the way they've played these last few games. It's just things just have not clicked yet for this team. And I know you can probably blame injuries. You know, you had Nate Watson out for a while. You're still trying to work him back in the lineup. You you have an, a new point guard in Juan Pipkins who you're still trying to use a little bit. A.J. Reeves hasn't found his shot yet, so to speak. It just seems like there's a lot of pieces right now, right there on the table for Ed Cooley. It's just a matter of him and the coaches trying to figure out what's the best fit. Yeah, what's the best fit? How do they want to play? What what pace are they going to play at? All those all those things I think are important. Pipkins is a is a big question. Is kind of how he fits in. He's a guy who's used to playing a certain way. Does he have to play a different way? Can they make it work with the way he played at UMass? All those all those things you. you it's not all about talent in college basketball. It's it is largely about how it comes together, and it's still very well might for Providence. And there's there there's depth. They've got the pieces, as we said, uh, and it's a long season ahead. They still have an opportunity. Um, but yeah, certainly you know those those three straight losses with the 
you know, so just some ups and downs before that, the, you know, the trip out to Northwestern that didn't go well. Uh, it, it does raise some, some flags at this point. I think the, I think they, they certainly are aware of that too. No question. And while PC is kind of like figure out, figuring out what the best fit is, this URI team, as we go from November to December, I think head coach David Cox is pretty comfortable with his group knowing that this is the group that I'm going to roll the dice with every game. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, five and three, only one game different than PC's record at this point, but it feels a lot different um, the way URI has played. They've, they've looked good in, in their wins, and they've played tough in, their, in the losses, too. You know, they, Maryland, uh, that one kind of got away from them. Maryland they, were is also, for, they were close for a while. They were close for a while. Maryland is also a top five team at this point. Um, LSU, again, a rel- kind of a close game, so they hung in there. And then West Virginia this past weekend, 86-81, you know, had a, had a look uh, before the game, game uh, before West Virginia hit some free throws um, to kind of really make things interesting and, and turn the ball over. Um, so you know, Rams have been right there. They played well. They, they looked pretty good. Um, you know, it's a question of, of now is, you know, they, they've avoided missteps, but they really they don't have that signature win yet because Alabama has kind of not played that great. Um, you know, Providence, I don't know if that's signature, the way that Friars have been in terms of where their ranking is, but certainly it's a big game, and it's, it's a big opportunity for URI to get a nice win uh, and to get a win that they always want to get. Absolutely, and uh, you know, just looking at URI, the first person that jumps out is Fats Russell. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, know, you were at the game two years ago. Well, that was really Fats' coming out party as a college basketball player. He had 20 points off the bench, and... He really won that game, I thought, for URI. And last year, he kind of shot his way out of it. He was two yeah. out of thirteen, and uh, URI ends up losing fifty nine to fifty. If he hits maybe you know five shots, that could be a different ball game right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you look at those two games, those kind of sum up his two seasons prior to this. His freshman year, he was a off the bench when they needed him. He didn't have to do a ton. He was a bonus. He was a spark plug. He was providing energy, and he was huge in that game. And he did that a number of times in big games in the A-10 tournament. He did that against Oklahoma in the NCAA tournament when he was trending nationally on Twitter. Um, going against Trey yeah, Young. Going against Trey Young, yeah. And then last year, he, you know, he had some ups and downs. He, it was, you know, some of the numbers were similar, but he was just playing a lot more. There was a lot more usage, and, and he wasn't the most efficient guy, and that hurt the Rams at times. Uh, he ended up having you know a great run down the stretch of the season, and he's continued to play really well this year, uh, playing the best basketball of his career. If that was you know the PC game in his freshman year, if that was kind of the template for him, he's he's delivering that almost every night now. He's six straight games with twenty or more points. And the other thing that kind of stands out looking at Fat Russell's stat line is he's getting to the free throw line as yep. well. He's second on the team in attempts at forty three. He's shooting very well from the field, forty seven percent, thirty six percent from three. Just overall efficiency has improved across the board for Fats Russell, and uh, he's going to be a thorn for PC on uh, Friday night. Yeah, and the free throws, to go back to that, I think that's a sign of the way he's playing. He's getting to the basket. He's not just pulling up for wild jump shots. He's getting to the basket. He's going to the free throw line. And if he plays like that and can finish around the basket, can get to the line, the URI offense is that much better. Um, so, yeah, he's playing well. Uh, you know, Cyril Langevin and Jeff Stoughton, you generally know what you're going to get from them. You know, the Rams weren't thrilled with, with Doughton's performance the last couple of games against West Virginia. He sat the bench um, to start the second half, and David Cox said, you know, it's not. He, he loves the guy there. He's, Doughton is his guy, and Doughton knows this. It was just to try to get a little spark. 
Um, so they'll be looking for more from him. So it's a big opportunity for him Friday to come through. But, the, I mean, those three, they're going to carry the Rams. That's the way it goes. Kind of looking at the nuts and bolts perspective of this game. You're dealing with the crowd, first of all. The crowd's going to be fired up. The student section will be pumped. Uh, they're closer to the PC bench, actually. One thing I wrote last week before the Friars went out to Anaheim is that given their offensive struggles, especially from the three-point line, why not press more to try to speed up the game and try to get transition baskets that way? Didn't really see that out in Anaheim. I'm thinking in a game like this where you have a pretty good guard matchup, you have Fats Russell, Jeff Down on one side, you have David Duke and uh, Juan Pimpkins on the other, why not try to press the tempo of your PC and maybe, maybe that could be a way to kind of take the crowd out of it a little bit. Could be if you start forcing some turnovers, get some fast break points. Uh, if you or I struggles against the press a little bit, I could definitely see that. Um, I think in general, pace will be an interesting thing to see how it develops in this game. And you or I has been a team that doesn't necessarily dictate. They they kind of roll with with what what the other team has done. They they've won games very different ways this year. You know, 70, uh, 70, 65 over Nickel State, kind of a grinder. You know, two, four days before that, they play Alabama 93-79. That was a super fast-paced game. Uh, same thing with LSU. was an up-a-town game, 96-83. Manhattan was 73-64. So the Rams have been adept at adapting um, to, to the style of play. At the same time, I think they might prefer to be dictating things a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, they can if they can play both ways, then then maybe they're fine with whatever PC throws at them on Friday. And that's why maybe too you take advantage of URI doesn't have a tremendous amount of depth. We we yep. talked about David Cox knowing his players and knowing the guys he's going to roll with. However, there's a big drop off there after like the sixth or seventh guy on that bench, and you wonder too if Fats Russell or Jeff Dow pick up two quick fouls. Where does David Cox kind of turn to at that point? Yep, that's that's certainly an issue for them. You know, you know Tyrese Martin has been good in the starting lineup. Jermaine Harris, he, he's he's been okay. He's had some good games. He's had some bad games. Uh, after that, it's it, it comes down to freshmen, really. You know, it's it's Jacob Toppin, uh, Mackay Long. You have Dana Tate, the sophomore, who's um, you know been a six man and had some good games. He's been a little up and down as well. But yeah, there's not not a ton of depth. Certainly, PC has the edge. In that department, um, you know, we'll see how, if it if it matters that much. URI has has been able to do a lot of things with Russell and Doubt and Langevin kind of carrying the load the last couple of years. And the other, you mentioned uh, Cyril Langevin. I'm kind of looking forward to the Cyril Langevin versus Nate Watson matchup. I know Nate is still working his way back from a knee injury, and Ed Cooley said at Wednesday at practice the goal is to maybe get him up to maybe 20 minutes a game. Right now he's averaging right around 16 minutes a game. Langevin's averaging a double-double on the season. I know his scoring is a little bit down from a year ago, but that could also be a byproduct of Fats Russell averaging over 20 points on the season. He's... Langevin, he's a beast on both ends of the court. He's a player that you definitely have to account for, and this might be a good time if you're PC to see to take the train wheels off Nate Watson and kind of see because you're going to need him to match up against a physical player like Langevin. Right, Langevin is is tough, and he he's the kind of guy who can just really impact a game. You know, one of the games earlier this season, uh, I'm blanking on which one it was, one of the home games. He had been in foul trouble a lot. He came in late in that game and just totally turned the game around. Grabbed, you know, a bunch of rebounds, steals, block shots. He can have that kind of impact on the game. So PC, like, traditionally likes to play a lot of man-to-man, at least to start the game. It'll be interesting to see if Ed Cooley, how long he stays with that because he hasn't, he's been willing to switch to zone when need be. That maybe goes back to the whole URI adapting to the situation. 
whoever I think you know whoever wins the first ten minutes, well, I think you know traditionally has done pretty well in this game. I feel by that eight under eight minute timeout, we should under know who is kind of in command of this one. Yeah, what well, kind of know what kind of game it is? I think as well. Um, yeah, that zone that that would be interesting. I mean, some teams haven't zoned URI, and I, I think teams should the way they they shoot the ball from outside. They're a better three point shooter team yeah, this year than better. last year. They have been better. Um, they're still not a great shooting team, but if you can kind of stop Doughton and Russell from getting to the basket, then that um, that can be a, a good approach to to stopping the Rams a little bit. On the other side, I mean, URI's defense, you know, they gave up. They've given up some points this year. This isn't the Dan Hurley, stingy, slow it down, play our kind of game, kind of defensive team. I mean, 86 points to West Virginia, 96 to LSU. Um, so they they want to see better defense, certainly, against Providence. You know, just looking at the Ken Palm numbers offensively, the uh, Rams are averaging like 16.2 seconds per offensive possession, while PC is averaging 15.7. That number was down to like 14 when they were scoring 100 points against Sacred Heart. But um, pace of play is going to be a key in this factor as well. Like we said, the guards matchup I think is very compelling. Yep. And you also you throw in your PC, you throw in Malik White, you throw in A.J. Reeves. Could this be the game where he builds off? He had a pretty solid game Sunday against Pepperdine. Can he carry that over into Friday night in a building where you need to make shots? I go back to a couple of years ago, you mentioned the Ben Bentel tipping game. Ryan Fizikas, a freshman, he had a couple of big threes mm. in that game that really kept PC in it in a position to win it at the end. You're going to need to make shots if you're the Friars, and who better than the player that you going into the season you were going to rely on for three-point efficiency. Yep. And then another thing I'll be watching is is just kind of mindsets and approach to the game. You know, is, is PC wobbling a little bit? How do they feel about themselves? Are they going to come out and say, all right, that's behind us. We're going to have the best game of our year, you know, to date, or or is it going to be a struggle? You or I, they, they seem really confident. They, they're a bunch of veteran guys. They've been in this game before, and they, it's it's on their home court. Are, do they come out confident, or do they try to do a little too much because they really want this win? So that, that kind of thing, it matters in rivalry games. Absolutely, and I think, too, if you're Providence, this is the first real hostile environment you're going to be in. You meant, URI has been to West Virginia, one of the toughest places to call, play in college basketball. They went to College Park to play Maryland on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. another tough environment. They've been battle-tested so far. They're not yeah. going to be facing the slightest bit. The one thing I wonder, too, about URI, how do they manage their home crowd a little bit? Because this is the first time that they're going to be playing in front of a packed atmosphere. Sometimes you can see that home crowd, that big home crowd that's out to get the opposing team. That could work maybe to the disadvantage of the home team as well. Yeah, it could you know get some nerves going a little too much. Maybe it gets the jiggers going a little too much. Yeah, that can that could be a factor. I mean, the Alabama game, it wasn't a sellout crowd. It was pretty pretty good atmosphere there, so they have some experience with it this year. Um, but yeah, that that you know, it's something to watch. It's a lot of a lot of unknowns in a game like this, where you just there are just different factors that you can explore. I think the players would say it all just comes down to how they play, um, but you never know what what is impacting it beyond that. So prediction time. Prediction. We're gonna go. Well, first we'll say what Ken Palm says. We're gonna say Ken Palm for the longest time was having PC winning this game, but you know since the Friars a little slide out in California. The Rams are now in position to favor to win 72-71. to 72 set. Wow, close game. Um, I'm going to go in, in a similar range. I'll, uh, I'll say URI, URI wins it 
75-70. Molly, what do you think? Molly, uh, would you like to weigh in too? <laughs> Molly Hagan, once, uh, once again contributing to our yes, podcast. Yes, very much so. so. She doesn't know what score to pick. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. But right, uh, then let's hear it. I think uh, I'm a big believer in the Ryan Center, Will. Mm-hmm. I think that that building is so crucial to this game. I'm going to go 68-65 URI. All right. So there you have it. So uh, everyone enjoy the game. Uh, We'll be at Twitter to uh, keep you updated. And we'll be back next week to recap. We will. Uh, So enjoy the game. And uh, we'll we'll also be tweeting out some preview content in addition to this. Uh, So read up, and we'll see you there Friday night. Take care, everyone. Thank you.